church. Today is our senior recognition service where we want to celebrate everything that God has done in the lives of our senior classes, our 12th graders, our graduating class of 2022, and we're so proud of them. Let's give them a round of applause. This is really not all about them. This is about what God has done through them. They've, many of them have grown up here. They've served in our ministries all over. They've made it this far, and God has used them in incredible ways, and we want to celebrate that. That's why we're doing this part in church, because we want to celebrate what God has done through them, and we're so proud of them. So um, no more hearing from me. We want to hear from them. And so will you welcome the graduating class of 2022? Hi, my name is Nate Buchanan. I graduated from Apex Christian Academy, and I will be joining the Marines. Oh. <laughs> All right, rerun. Hi, my name is Nate Buchanan. I'm graduating. I graduated from Apex Christian Academy, and I'll be joining the Marines in two weeks. My name is Logan Kelly. I'm graduating from St. Augustine High School with my AA degree, and I'm going to continue at SJR for nursing in the fall. Hi, my name is Mercedes Miller. I'm graduating from St. Augustine High School, and I'm going to St. John's River for nursing. Hi, my name is Sophie Pearson. I'm graduating from St. Augustine High School, and I'm continuing to do missions with YWAM in September. Hi, my name is Colin Richardson. I'm graduating from St. Augustine High School, and I'll be attending UNF for nursing in the fall. Hi, my name is Logan Smith. I'm graduating from St. John's Technical High School, and I want to be a missionary with IMB. My name is Shannon Speakman. I'm a homeschool graduate, and I'm excited to be attending Flagler College this fall for a degree in fine arts. My name is Riley Wine. I will, I'm graduating from Florida Virtual School, and I'll be continuing my education with my journeys in employment. Now we'd like to uh, invite you to join with us as we pray over our senior class. So I want to invite parents, if you want to come on up, if any parents of our graduates like to come up and pray over your student, we want to invite you to go ahead and do that now. And then I will voice a prayer as we continue to worship. Let's pray. God, we love you and we thank you for this day. We thank you for this opportunity to celebrate what you're doing in the lives of our 12th graders. We thank you for bringing them this far safely, um, strongly. We thank you for everything that you've done to, to teach them and to grow them to this point. Lord, these prayers are not unfamiliar prayers. We've been praying over these students since they were babies. 
Many of us have, uh, have, have leaned over their cribs and their beds and leaned into their bedrooms and prayed over them while they sleep, pray over them while they drive away when they have a late night or a sleepover with somebody. We've prayed for them that you will um, guard them, protect them, give them wisdom and discernment and grow them to this point and even beyond. But Lord, we've been praying for them for so long and we continue to do that now because you are the one and only God who can do anything about it. And if, if we try to hold them tightly in our hands, then, then we will certainly lose. Lord, we just pray that, that you will guide them, that you will direct them, that you will grow them, give them wisdom and carry them through these next phases of their life as they meet their spouses and friends and as they have weddings and travel and, and share your gospel and share your word and minister and get involved with other churches all over the world, we pray, Lord, that you will walk with them and carry them through every step of the way because you are the one who is all-powerful and almighty and you can do all things that be, can be done and you know all things that can be known and we place them in your hand. Of as we love them, we just give them to you, God. We thank you for this time to celebrate what you have done. In Jesus' name we pray all of these things. Amen. Thank you. Church, let's stand together. Let's worship this morning.
church you may be seated this morning so good to see you in the house this morning we're grateful that you're here to worship with us this morning 
Hey, if you're new with us, thank you for being here. A couple ways that you could uh, help us connect with you, help us to serve you. First is you can just stop by the welcome desk afterwards. We have a gift that we give you and just uh, give us some information on how we could serve you. If you're interested in any ministries or if we can pray for you, uh, that's a great way to stop. Or you can use our digital way, uh, which is on the on the screens there, 904-441-6900. You can text connect to that and that'll help us get in touch with you and know how we can best serve you. But we're grateful that you're here. Hey, lots of things are coming up. Summer is just right around the corner. Julia, tell us a couple things we've got coming up. The biggest thing we have is today in this room at 4 p.m., we will have a very important congregational meeting. If you are a church member, I hope that you will be there. Our congregational meetings are a time where we make important decisions for the life of our church. And today is especially important as we look towards the future of where God is leading us and the plans he has for this campus especially. So I hope you will be there um, and we were, are expecting what God is going to be doing in that time. I love when the graduates are here because that means summer is upon us and we have some exciting things happening at Anastasia this summer. You do not want to miss out. Of course, my favorite one is Vacation Bible School, June 13th through the 17th. If you have not signed your children up, please do that. We are so excited um, to welcome them, to pour into their lives. Shirts, just like the snazzy one, are for sale out in the atrium um, for adults, children, and youth. So you can go ahead and grab those now. And Pastor Sam, you have something else happening this summer. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I want to introduce a few couples that are come here, as well as Kyle Murdoch. Um, we want to be intentional as we have new life groups start here at Anastasia. We want to send them off with a blessing. And so uh, this is Georgia Whitney and Ross Loriana, and they are starting a new life group off campus at their home on this Thursday. This is going to be their first meeting. And they're going to be reaching their community. Uh, they're going to be reaching young marrieds and newly engaged. And so we're really, really excited for them and just believing that they're going to they're going to make a difference in our community and our church. And so, one, if you're interested in joining their life group, uh, Kyle right there, Kyle is our life group ministry coordinator. He's out in the atrium. We appreciate him. He's going to be right out there. You can go and see him if you're interested. But uh, what we want to do now is we just want to pray over this group. We want to send them out with their blessing. They're going to be the missionaries uh, to reach people and to get them connected into life groups. So we want to ask you to join us in just praying over them. And we're just so excited for you guys as you start. So Kyle, would you uh, do the honors of praying for them as we send them out? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for George and Whitney and Ross and Loriana, Lord God. We thank you for the blessing that they are to our church, Lord God. Um, we just pray that as these, they take these next steps of faith, Lord God, and starting a new life group and opening up their home, that you would continue to bless them, Lord, as they're, they're being obedient to your word, Lord God. And um, our life group mission statement, Lord, is um, to serve people, care people, grow together and study your word. We just ask that as they start this new life group, that they would exemplify these um, traits, Lord God, and that we can lift them up and um, support them, Lord. We know that you designed us to um, do life together, Lord, and that um, putting you at the center is most important in that, Lord God. And we just uh, pray that um, we are expectant for your blessings for their, their group as they get started, Lord. And um, we love you, we thank you, and we praise you, Lord, and we ask all these things in your name. Amen. Amen. Can we give them a round of applause as they start? We're so excited for them. Church. Thank you for your generosity and helping to support our life group ministry here. It's such a valuable one. Thank you for your giving and your prayers and your support. We're so grateful for you. God bless you, church. Good morning, church. Isn't it exciting? 
new beginnings. I mean, you know, we have these people, you're starting off on a new step of life. Our graduates, so excited for you guys. I'm praying for you, just wishing the greatest success on you. Uh, also, we got new life groups that are starting, new life in Christ. You know, that's amazing. You know, God's doing some great, great things in Anastasia. I, I, don't, I don't say this enough. I am so grateful to be a part of a church like Anastasia. You guys are amazing. You guys are amazing. Now, let me say one thing before I get into the message. I got a message that's coming at us from Matthew chapter 6. But before I get into the message, I want to talk about something that's very, very important today. Today is a very important day in the life of Anastasia Church. It's a big day. 4 o'clock p.m. today, this room, we're going to be making a very, very big decision. And I want you to invite you to come back and be a part of that decision. What we're going to do is we're going to vote whether or not to begin construction of a family ministry center right out here and a family activity center. And this is a big, big deal. It's a $14 million project. And we're going to be voting. There'll be a paper ballot there. We have already gathered $4.5 million in the bank. That, that money is there and ready. Uh, we believe that, that it's time to move forward and and, and I believe, and can I just say this? I believe with my whole heart, I believe with my whole heart that God will provide the funds to finish that project. I believe with my whole heart that God's hand is on this and, and that he'll provide everything that we need. And this is a project. I'm not going to share this this afternoon because I'll be moderating the meeting. I need to have some sort of sense of neutrality in the meeting. But let me tell you, I'm not neutral in my heart. I'm not neutral in my heart. Uh, I've, I've watched this team work. I've watched this church work. Uh, since 2014, different committees, different groups. I believe this is the time. This is a project with my, which my wife and I have been personally and significantly committed to financially along with many of you. So uh, if you are a member, four o'clock today, you are entitled to vote. You can say yes or you can say no, okay? Everyone gets a vote this afternoon. And if you don't come and vote and you complain about it later on, well, that's your problem. <laughs> you know when it's going to be? Four o'clock this afternoon. Will you be here? Hope you can. Yeah, it, it'll be a great day. I think it's a historic day in the life of our church. I, I'm so grateful for it. Hey, um, I want you to take your Bibles and turn to Matthew chapter 6. Whatever you have is a Bible. Matthew chapter 6, starting at verse 25. Today we are continuing our Radical Reality series. We're looking at the red letter teachings of Jesus. This is what Jesus himself personally taught us. And I want to talk about changing the conversation. Several years ago, I went to a conference at a church in Texas uh, to get some, to be filled, to be inspired, that sort of thing. It's actually is the same place where we took our, uh, our uh, staff just a few weeks ago on staff retreat, a, a church in Texas called Watermark. And, and I was there with just a few people. And uh, uh, Jeremy Dowler, if you know Jeremy, Jeremy is the worship leader at Anastasia 16 Church. Okay, so Jeremy Dowler was there with me. We were riding together. I was driving and I was trying to get out of the DFW airport. And, uh, and I'd lived in the Fort Worth area. I knew where I was going and I knew that area. So we're getting out there and had my GPS on. I actually brought my GPS. This is several years ago. I had a Tom Tom. So I had my Tom Tom in there and, and I put that up there. So I'm gonna make sure we get to where we need to go. And we came to the exit and what had happened was they had blocked off that exit. They were doing road work at night. 
okay? And they blocked off the exit that we need. So I'm trying, uh, the GPS tell me, go here, take this exit, and I can't take the exit. So I go past the exit and it says recalculating. And so it takes me over an interchange and I go back and, and about three miles later, I found myself where I started again. And we're taking the same route. And here comes my exit. It says, take this exit. Well, the exit's blocked. I can't take the exit. And so it brings me up, says recalculating, takes me over the interchange, coming back. We're coming around the third time, okay? Third time, okay? Trying to get out of the DFW airport. And I get up to the exit and the GPS says to get off the exit and it won't let me go off the exit. And so I have to keep going and then it starts to turn me around. And Jeremy Dowler from the back row says, back seat of the car, he says, pastor, pastor, please stop listening to your GPS. Turn here. And he saw the sign that said detour. <laughs> I'm looking at my GPS. He's looking at, he's looking at detour. And, and what happened is we had to change the conversation. We had to stop listening to the GPS. We had to take a different conversation, change the conversation and make a detour. Well, that's what I want to talk about today. Jesus says we have to, we have to change the conversation uh, and we need to put our focus in another place. I didn't need to be focusing on my GPS. I need to be focusing on what's in front of me. And, and Jesus has something right in front of us, all of us to do. And we need to focus, put the focus where Jesus says, put the focus. So would you please join with me in standing in honor of God's word? This is Matthew chapter six. I'm starting at verse 25. I'm reading from the ESV version. And Jesus said this, therefore, I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on is not life more than food and the body more than clothing. Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? And which of you, by being anxious, can add a single hour to his span of life? <coughs> and why are you anxious about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. Yet I tell you, even Solomon, in all his glory, was not arrayed like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today's alive and tomorrow's thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? Therefore, do not be anxious, saying, what shall we eat or what shall we drink or what shall we wear? For the Gentiles seek after all these things. And your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added you. Lord Jesus, I, I thank you for your words, Lord. The, Lord, I thank you that you've showed us what the focus needs to be. And Lord Jesus, I pray that you'd help us to change the conversation for the things that are just uh, distracting us from your purpose and your will. And Lord, uh, keep us focused on, on your plan for each and every life in this room. In your precious name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. You may be seated. This, this is from the Sermon on the Mount. And this is a message of radical teaching. It's a teaching about how much God cares because God cares. God cares for each and every one of us, okay? God cares for us. And how do we respond to the care of God? Because before Jesus came to earth, how do we measure how God loved us? 
How did you know whether or not God cared for you? And if you're looking at only the Old Testament, if you're looking at only the Hebrew scripture, you know, I would likely measure how I was doing in relationship to God by measuring the blessings that God gave me. And I might measure it by health and I might measure it by wealth and I might measure it by children and by provision. And then a seismic shift happened. Huge shift happened. Jesus Christ came into this earth and he showed us not just the law of God, he showed us the heart of God. And he showed us that it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you're, you are wealthy or poor, God still loves you. He showed us what that heart was, okay? Jesus came, he showed us the heart of God behind the laws of God. He showed us that God still blesses people with healing and provision and their family, but also that the love of the Lord is way bigger than that. So much bigger. The Lord has a better plan for you than just what you get on earth. Can I repeat that? The Lord has a bigger plan for you than just what you get on earth. God has an eternal blessing for you. He's got, he's got a blessing for you that's life forever with Jesus in heaven. He has a forever plan to lavish his love on you. And some of you may be going through life disappointed with what this earth is giving you. Uh, what, what I'm saying is, is don't worry about that. The best is yet to come. It's yet to come. And, and you know, God loves you. God loves me. Say God loves me. Say it one more time. God, see, God loves me. God loves you. And I want you to know that he will bless you if you let him. Poor health, poor health is not always a sign of sin. The lack of wealth doesn't necessarily mean that you're hated by God. I was coming back from the airport several weeks ago and I was on the, on the tram uh, coming back from uh, coming back to take me to where my car was parked and everybody else had gotten off the bus except the bus except for the driver there and and he said what do you do I said I'm a pastor hello conversation he said would you pray for me because God hates me God hates me and what had happened was his mother had died years ago of cancer he said God hates me he said my mother died years ago and I'm in a job that I hate I can't stand the job that I'm in and God hates me and we had a brief conversation there as much as I could do in the time that he was taking me to my car and no one else was in the bus. And I said, if you don't remember anything of this conversation, if you don't remember anything, if you can't remember my name or how the church or whatever, remember this, God doesn't hate you. God loves you. He loves all of us here. And hardship doesn't mean you're going to miss out on anything that really matters in the eternal scheme of things. See, that's what Jesus taught us. He said, blessed are the poor in spirit. Blessed are the meek. Jesus came. He showed us the heart of God, okay? But we need to change the focus. If you want to live a blessed life, change the focus. Don't be focused on the things just here on earth, okay? Change the conversation of what is truly, truly important. That's what Jesus taught us in this passage. Uh, look at verse 25. Okay, the first word of that verse there is therefore. Therefore. Therefore is a very significant word, okay? Okay? If you look at therefore, you always want to wonder what it is there for. And this is what it is there for. It tells you that what came before it is very important. Okay? That therefore is very important. It's a word that signals the incredible importance of context. And therefore in this passage means that, that, that uh, what I said earlier 
is very important to what I'm saying now. Okay, so if we started just at verse 25, you might be, you might be thinking that this is a passage that is dealing with, uh, um, it's a message about anxiety. And we're gonna, it is not a message about anxiety. We're gonna have a message about anxiety and message, message about cares, uh, cares because we, uh, we had a series that we're getting ready to do. It's called, You Asked For It. And some of you have asked, can you, can you talk about what it means to have anxiety and depression and all these things in this earth? And so we're going to have a message about that. But this is not that message. If I start before verse 25, and those of you that have your Bibles out, you can look at that. Look what's happening before verse, verse 25. Because uh, as you look at this, the context is telling us that the message is focused. Verse 24. He says, no one can serve two masters for either he'll hate the one and love the other or he'll be devoted to the one or despise the other. You cannot serve God and money. Therefore, said so you got these things. There's God and there's the things of earth, the money. And so you got to understand, you got to change the focus. You got to make a decision of where you're going. Therefore, he says, do not be anxious about your life. Anxiety, the problem is not that there was a lack of food. And the problem of that anxiety is not a lack of clothes. It's not a food problem. It's a faith problem. This is what this passage is telling us. Jesus is telling us that, that the anxiety that is here, that he's addressing here, it's because the focus is on serving me and myself rather than serving the Lord. And it's a, it's a matter of focus. So, so it's, a, it's a serving two masters problem. So the first thing I want to share with you is this. As you're changing the conversation, find the source of problems. Find the source of problems. It's often the heart, not the hurt. It's often what's going on in here, not the external things that are bringing you pain. Uh, the, present, the presenting problem, that's the hurt. But the thing that gets my attention in this word it is the heart. You know, the heart. You get on social media and the trips that others take and I can't. The cars that others drive and I can't. That's the hurt. But that's not the problem. That's not the problem. I, I, I've been fortunate to be able to visit brothers and sisters of Christ in places like the Amazon uh, and, and places like India. And I want you to know they don't have cars. They don't have electricity on a reliable basis. And they live joyful lives. I mean, just joyful, joyful, joyful lives with spotty electricity and sketchy water supplies and no indoor plumbing. Uh, and they're joyful. And what's the difference? They're not preoccupied by those kinds of things. Some of those Christians, they're just serving the Lord. And, and you know... We need to ask the question, what is capturing my mind hour by hour and day by day? If it's money or deadlines or chores or the routine, because if money is the focus of your, day, of your life day by day, I want you to know money is never enough. You will never have enough money. If it's, if it's, uh, and I have to ask myself, how much scrolling through Zillow can I do? Right? How much scrolling through Zillow is really enough till, you know, it's time to be done with it. And in deadlines and chores and routines, if you start focusing on that, then life becomes this never ending treadmill. The source of discontent, I believe it's a source of spiritual captivity. I'm looking at Romans chapter seven, pull over to Romans chapter seven, verse 22. And in Romans seven, 22, it says this, for I delight in the law of God in my inner being saying, I, I really want to serve the Lord. I'm given over to the Lord. I delight in the law of the God in my inner being, but I see my members in my members, another law waging war against the law of my mind and making me captive to the law of sin that dwells in my members. This is spiritual warfare. 
When the focus is in the wrong place, it's spiritual warfare. Are you in captivity? Do you use money or is money using you? Okay. Do you wear clothes or are you a slave to fashion? Okay, think about that. We need to change the conversation here. And so am I focusing on the hurt? Am I focusing on the things I don't have? Or am I focusing uh, on what Jesus wants to pour into me? And that's what I want to talk about here. That Jesus wants to pour into you his heart. Spiritual warfare is real. And part of being successful in spiritual warfare is changing the conversation away from the things that don't matter. Okay, let's move on here. Verse 26. In verse 26, it says this, um, look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly father feeds them. Are you not more value than they? And then listen to this. And which of you, which of you by being anxious can add a single hour to his span of life? Okay. And just by a show of hands, how many of you is, are making your life longer by worrying? Anybody here? You're making your life longer by worrying? Yeah. And you say, nah, yeah. Being preoccupied doesn't help you. Okay, I've known and continue to know people who are preoccupied with things, the the thoughts that preoccupy their mind of how someone has disrespected them in the past. The things they don't have, the time they don't have, they are just preoccupied and worried. And what Jesus is saying, worry gets you nowhere. And so we ask the Lord and the power of the Holy Spirit to take away the useless thoughts and the unhelpful hours of, of the pity party. Okay. So we got to dispose of the mental clutter. That's the next point. Dispose of the mental clutter. We're surrounded by mental clutter, aren't we? Aren't you surrounded by it? Isn't there just stuff that just pours into our brains all the time and it never stops? Advertising is mental clutter. Okay, advertise. Social media is mental clutter. Political stuff is mental clutter. And we, you know, what if we were to spend less time with our phone and more time with the Father? You think that might make a difference in this world? If I spent more time with my, in my knees with my Father in silence than I do with my phone, what relationship is more important? Dispose of the mental clutter. When was the last time you took a Sabbath rest from your phone? Last time. I mean, think about it. You take a weekly Sabbath rest from your phone, you're going to put it down this day? I'm just saying, okay? (laughs) And we need to say, Lord, Lord, show me what's important. Show me what needs to be at the forefront. Help me to get rid of the stuff that doesn't matter and, and, and what needs to be in the periphery and what needs to be in the back burner and what needs to be in the trash. And Lord, just show me all that stuff. Help me dispose of the mental clutter. That's, that's part of being successful in changing that conversation and moving it to the conversation that the Lord wants you to have. Look at verses 31 and 32. It says, therefore, don't be anxious of saying, what shall we eat or what shall we drink or what shall we wear? For the Gentiles seek after all these things and your heavenly father knows that you need them all. I bet a lot of you, not all of you, but a lot of you, and I'm including myself in this, are going to ask yourself this question this week and quite likely today. Where do you want to go out to eat? I'm, 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 pretty, I'm pretty much pretty sure that my wife and I are going to have that conversation at some point today. Okay? I'm just confessing for me. Okay. Where, 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 where should we go for dinner? Okay? And uh, I want you to know, it, it might come up this week, and it's not a bad question. 
We deal with this all the time. And, and, uh, but that shouldn't be the focus of my day. That's what it's saying here. We take care of business. You know, finding the best restaurant is not going to bring meaning to my life. Okay? It's not going to help that way. Fulfillment doesn't come from food. It comes from our Father. And that's what I want to say. So, so the next thing I want to share with us is that the solution that we want, the best solution, is in the form of who, not what. Not where do I want to go for dinner, not what do I want to eat, but who do I want to have in my heart, okay? Can I change the conversation? Who am I going to trust every step of the way? Do I trust Jesus? Do, do I trust his red letters? Do I trust that what he's saying is true? Do I, do I, do I believe Jesus in this passage that the things that, that fill our lives, if it's life, money, food, and clothes, that, that there's something more important and that's trusting in God to take care of the provision? See, the answer is not in the what. It's not in the food and the clothes and the money. It's in the who. It's in the Father that I worship. It's in the Savior that has redeemed me. That's the most important thing. You know, I need to use money and trust the Lord. I wear clothes, but my identity is not in the label that I'm wearing. And you can see that by what I'm wearing. Okay. I take in food but I need Jesus, okay? So money, clothes, food, there for a time, but eternity, that's forever. Just change the conversation. Don't be so focused. Young people, y'all are going out in life and there are a lot of things you're gonna be focused on. What job am I gonna take? Uh, where am I gonna go to school? What is the next step? What, how am I gonna deal with this summer and get the experience I need? But the most important question is, who am I gonna serve? Yeah. That's the most important question. And that's a, the same question for all of us. Who do I serve? It's not methodology. It's, it's faith and trusting in a, a Lord who loves you and cares for you. And so he wraps it up by saying, let's change the focus. Verse 33, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things will be added to you. Seek first. Notice it doesn't say stop eating. It doesn't say stop, stop getting, managing money, stop wearing clothes. God's put you on this earth. He's given you stewardship of the things and the things that he's put under your stewardship. You should be using those to the glory of God and you should be using them well and you should be managing your money well and you should be choosing your food well and you should be wearing clothes that look halfway decent on you if you can. But, but that's not the most important thing. Because on earth, we take care of earthly business, things we're responsible for, but let's change the conversation. Let's take care of earthly business, but let's live for heaven. Let's take care of the stuff that God has told us to take care of. I mean, I mean, we're getting ready to make a big decision here, okay? And I could be big and spiritual and say, well, we don't need any buildings. God can do his thing. But God has put us in this place, in this very important location, and, and it has, has spoken, at least to my heart, and a lot of other people say, we need to provide a safer place for our kids. And so, yeah, there's a building that we're building, but we're not living to build a building. We're living to serve the Lord in the best way that we can serve the Lord. Live for heaven, not just earth. And you know what that takes? That takes being transformed. I mean, it's not just something you do on your own. It takes transformation. One of my favorite chapters in all the Bible is Romans 12. And in Romans 12, it says the same kind of message. It says, do not be conformed to this world, 
but be transformed by the renewal of your mind. That by testing, you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. The radical truth of Jesus is this, you know, I'm not trying to make you better. I want you to be transformed. Change the conversation. What needs to be transformed in your life? Where does the focus need to transform? Where does the focus need to change in your life? And it starts with Jesus. You know, you might've been coming to church for a long, long time. And that's just the habit. That's what you have done. That's what your parents taught you to do. That's what you do. That's what you do with your kids and your grandkids. But as you've gone to church, as your focus remained on earth and never moved to the heavenly father, I want you to know you don't have to live that way any longer because you focus on things of earth. (laughs) There are a lot of problems on earth. Did you notice that? A lot of problems on earth. But I want you to know in eternity, it's perfect. Heaven is perfect. You have a father that wants to bless you. And if you've never received Jesus as your Lord and Savior and said, Lord Jesus, I want that focus to change. I want to live for you. I want to be given that second opportunity. Lord, I don't want to be focusing on all this stuff here. I want something that's more important. Lord, I want you to show me souls that can join me in heaven. I want to be looking to the praise and glory of you in heaven. If you've never done that and you're just on a treadmill, I want you to know it's time to get off the merry-go-round. It's time to get off the treadmill and trying to serve him. It's time to be renewed by him. It's time to let you bless him with a focus that is greater than anything here on earth. I want you to know you, you come into this place and you're, you're feeling guilty. You know what that guilty is? That's Satan trying to keep you from changing the conversation. See, if you're just coming in here and you're feeling guilt, and that's keeping you from being where God wants you to be. That's Satan just holding you down in captivity. And you can change the conversation. And the conversation doesn't have to be guilt anymore. It can be forgiveness and redemption. And it doesn't matter what it is. Jesus can forgive you. And it's for you. And some of you don't know what your purpose in life is. You wonder, what am I going to do? What am I going to do with my life? I know what you can do this day. You can serve the Lord. You can follow him. You can trust him. Just change the conversation and you will be blessed. Amen. Amen. Would you pray with me, please? Lord Jesus, I thank you so much for giving us this time to look at at this very important teaching, Lord, that, that you have created us not as earthly beings to have a spiritual experience, but Lord, you have created us spiritual from the core in your image, Lord. And right now we're having this temporary earthly experience. But everything that is real is that which is heaven. And Lord, I pray if there is someone who's not yet held on to the promises of heaven, Lord, that they will reach out today. Lord, that they'd be reaching for heaven, that you would grasp them by your loving and powerful and strong arm and bring them to that place of security and eternal life, Lord. Lord, I pray someone will be trusting in you right now, believing in you right now, powerful in you right now. And Lord, help us to look at you and glorify your name. It's in your precious name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. I'm going to invite you to stand. God may be calling you to take a step of faith. You know, if you, if you trust in Jesus, 
If you trust in Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you know what he said? He said, he said repent and be baptized. One of the ways that you show that you're following Jesus is, is through baptism. If you've never been baptized and you say, how do I do that? You know, how, you know how you do that? You just come forward. We have counselors that help you take the next step. They will tell you what is involved in getting baptized. You want to trust in Jesus as your Savior? Say, I don't know what that means. We have counselors that are ready. You want to you pray with someone and say, I, I, I'd like to be, I would like to be delivered from this guilt. I want to be delivered from this issue in my life, this situation in my life. I want someone to pray with me. Come forward for prayer. But whatever God is telling you, I want you to know you don't have to be held down by the things of this earth any longer. Because Jesus didn't save us so that we can just live a good life here. He saved you for eternity. He saved you forever. And he saved you for heaven. Amen? God's calling you. You come. You come. And I've got a friend. He's closer than a brother. There is no judgment. Oh, how he loves me. I've got a friend. He is my strength, He is my portion, with me in the valley, with me in the fire, with me in the storm, let
Abre 